Sound work now? How about now? How about now? How about... Oh, there yep, we go. There we go. How about I forgot to turn the mixer on? <laughs> uh, there we go. Classic RCR podcast. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is always the pre-roll before uh, the show gets started. And then uh, we'll get to things. Yes, we will. Oh, Angry Clown 1990 is already in here. Uh, I am frustrated. Spent all day making dual lines and getting the pump mounted perfectly, and now it won't pick up fuel from the tank. Dual lines? Is this like for a truck or something like that? Not sure. I should really get it. Oh, hello, Henry. Nice. Oh, it's a Nick question. Uh, What guitar brand? It's a Fender. I don't really know specific models because... I'm only a musician in the nominal sense. Like I taught myself how to play guitar and I don't really know how to read music. So the whole reason this is here um, is because I'm going to give the old college try to writing an intro song for the next RCR review on Monday live on the podcast. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to say, but you know, it's, um something that i'll figure out during the podcast okay like i'm just going to you know because i know like i know what the car is and uh-huh. i've seen the notes and i know what like you said about it and what i said about it but i'm trying to find a way that doesn't spoil what it is right <laughs> so it's going to be tricky so how's nick's let me go check the yeah, volume here I'm a little... because you're by virtue of having the guitar there it's a little farther you're away. farther away so yeah. Uh, hold up a minute. We're going to go back and forth between these sound levels. How am I sounding? Testing me, testing me, testing me. 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 I should probably try the guitar. Good. All right, sounds fine. I mean, I'm gonna give you a little bit more gain. Dicks, I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And right away, your connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. Uh, For fuck's sake! <laughs> well, it looks like we're back now. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, that was <laughs> what a way to begin. Yeah, tell me about it. That's right. that was hilarious. All right. Um. Yeah, so no matter what happens, we're going to keep running on the Zoom, and all the podcasts will go up on the usual podcast outlets, 
Um, we're just going to talk for a bit. We will get to super chat questions. We, as we always do, but you know, sometimes we just like to chat and mm-hmm. for people listening to this on iTunes or wherever else you get the podcast. Um, I have my guitar with me because I'm going to try to write this Monday's intro and outro songs, um, live because I don't know when else I'm going to have time because after I get out of here, I got to go home and edit my RCR diary, which what I would like to have up tomorrow. Um, even if it goes up in the afternoon, I don't know why I'm being pathological about this being up tomorrow, but I think part of it is just, um, it's a sentimental defense of car meets. And I know that there are a lot of people who are looking forward to it because it features a lot of footage from the RCR meets. Okay. So it's something that's like cool to go up and you know, it's just, um, stuff. I guess okay. someone says alt F4 to improve your connection. I mean, this is a Mac. Does it even have like those options? No, no and idea. it may be a trick. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> um, Delete system R32. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone says it's a trick. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've been reading Asimov, which has been interesting At- because I never have. Okay. For a guy who we talk about books and literature a whole lot, but I've been doing RCR for, you know, this is year five and I haven't really read any new novels. And, but, uh, the suggestion came to me from Frederick Knudsen from the channel down the rabbit hole. And he said, have you read any Isaac Asimov? And I said, well, back in like high school, I had like nine tomorrows, which was a compilation book or like a book of his short stories. Hmm. And he said, you want caves of steel. (laughs) And uh, there's the uh, it's from the robot series. And I didn't know that I robot was the first book, the robot series that later became that Will Smith abortion. Yeah. 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 That was Asimov only in name. Yeah. I would from what I've read because again, I haven't read Asimov. So yeah. I robot was another like series of, short stories and i think caves of steel was like the first book there was like a bunch of them but while i was waiting for this book to arrive i also i i skipped ahead and read and listened to the robots of dawn (laughs) (laughs) the names are incredible they're all written in like the 50s 60s well he started writing in the 50s no he started writing in the 30s when was this book when's a copyright it's like a version of, Caves of Hubbard that doesn't 1953 so this is the future according to 1953 hmm. and and uh the stories are serialized and they uh feature the protagonist Plain clothesman Elijah Bailey, who's the detective. Hmm. Uh, these books um, are space noir. They're 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 mystery. They're like pol- police and detective stories, but in space. So, huh. or generally the future. Yeah, like they go to different planets and stuff to solve the mystery. <laughs> um, so, I'm now going back in the series because the first one I read. I think Robots of Dawn may, may have been the last one, but I listened to it as an audiobook, hmm. And uh, it was acted okay. Like, there was a good version of it, and then there was like a 
let's shit our way. Let's just bark our way through this thing. And the good version only had part one. So I had to listen uh. to the not so one. It's it's where like the person doing the VO put an effort to make making his voice or her voice, or there may have been more than one voice actor yeah. uh, for it. So, you know, it was, it was nice. And then the second one was just one guy and he didn't really alter his voice uh, at all. Mm. So anyway, but the book, but the story was still good. And how long is it in audiobook form? Uh, six hours. Huh. Yeah. Um, or 12 hours. All right. One's all right. One's like, well, I mean, that's several. It's like a week. Yeah. The gym. Yeah. It's like a 400 page book. Yeah. So however long that takes yeah. to read out. And anyway, uh, the book was kind of was sort of like low drama mm-hmm. in that it came off like the the churches or whatever that BBC documentary that uh, uh, Tom Clark likes or the BBC radio drama. Oh, the archers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Low drama stuff, even though it's murder. It's yeah. a very slow story. Yeah. And it's more about it's it's more about here's what it's like in the future more than we have to solve this mystery. But it also talked about like a reoccurring theme I'm learning is the, uh, the five laws or or how many laws. Oh, the laws of robotics. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't, you know, harm the creator. Yeah. You can't, or humans, I guess. It's kind of like the, the RoboCop laws. Yeah. The directives. (laughs) You, God, the first movie was great. And then the, all, all, all the other ones were cornball. I mean, I would I would still allow for two being yeah. considered good. Three was just whatever. It was Fights just a ninja. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that, you know, they arbitrarily kill off one of the lead characters for no real reason. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason that they did it, but it's just so random. And then there's like the RoboCop TV series. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. When, and, are we talking about the cartoon that came out in the 90s? No, I'm talking about the live action. There I'm was pretty a sure there was action? a live action. Or, oh. Unless I'm completely losing my mind. But um, yeah, there you go. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law, and then classified. classified. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ed 209. You're you just coming in and arbitrarily killing everybody. It's like a Ubisoft press conference. It's great. You know, I'll bet the guitar could be plugged directly into the mixing board. Eh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's worth uh, finding out. But I just don't want anyone. I don't want RIP anyone with headphones or running the risk of crashing the stream. Because or is is my is my uh, cable long enough? And the answer is not really. You could play it as a steel guitar. Yeah, no, I have no idea how to do that. All right. His guitar is into the mixing board. Do it again. Wait, well, I would have to turn up my phone to see if it could, like. Do it again. Yeah, I know. Doesn't look like it's doing anything. Yeah. Oh, life. I'm not even getting up. If I crank channel, you're on channel. You're on pop. 
Top three. The gain's all the way up. Hmm. Nah, it's not doing anything. Eh, happens. Let's see. What is the next phrase? Anyway. So now I'm reading Asimov, The Caves of Steel. And the front cover of this book looks like a paperback paradise cover because it's just like oh i'm in the future i got a gun <laughs> <laughs> when he briscoes of space as you can see from my trench coat he looks like a young patrick walburton oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he kind of does anyway so, yeah i have the nine volt like in the guitar it's just yeah. oh this oh your guitar needs a battery no 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 yeah uh, well not right now like it's got the battery in it so uh, yeah i had recently replaced it huh. Where did, oh there it's over here yeah oh so, you have to turn your guitar on no no, no it was on oh okay. um yeah but uh yeah that's kind of strange in the sense that uh those types of stories they have a sort of sort of uh timeless quality because we're still not at that point of right. uh the future it's always a certain amount of futurism yeah so you end up with these space stories that even though they were written god only knows how long ago mm -hmm. it still foretells of a future that sounds implausible yeah you know that's if you're gonna write us if you're gonna write a story about the future great put it way far ahead if you do it the near future, it's going to be silly in 20 yeah. years. Like Demolition Man. You put it way far ahead. Or, or was it? Or was that the... Well, didn't like Demolition Man predict the uh, combination like KFC Taco, Taco Bell or something? Or Taco Bell a, winning the... Yeah, the fast food wars or something. Yeah. Um, it's strange that, you know, I think TV Tropes calls it like 15 minutes into the future. Uh, where uh and don't go down that rabbit hole you'll never get out of it mm. but it's basically um uh that idea of like when a movie takes place in the not too distant future sort of like um her okay you know? yeah and, and where you have this operating system that can be your friend mm -hmm. but and we sort of have people doing that now with like siri and yeah. alexa like I could ask Google to like tell me a joke or I could have banter and say like, hey, make me a sandwich. And it'll say, go make one yourself. Like yeah. That type of weird thing that it's not really a conversation, but it's in a very futuristic way, almost like having an artificial intelligence with whom you can converse because that's more or less what it is. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Mm. Um. Other things to go over, I bought expensive ballpoint pen because my parents had one, and I wanted to see what it was. It's called the G402 GP. I think Pilot makes it. It's called, or Zebra, or something. Anyway, I don't normally write with pens ever. Nick is the pen guy. Yep. And I like my mechanical pencils because I'm always in the fourth grade. But I also ordered, and they didn't get here yet, hmm. that they make regular Bic mechanical pencils in 0.9 millimeter. 
<laughs> most of them like this, like most mechanical pencils are 0.5. The thicker ones are 0.7. I didn't know they went up to 0.9. So that's going to be neat because I break mechanical pencils all the time. I break the lead off. Yeah. I'm sorry, graphite. Oh, and, <laughs> can i go to the bathroom i don't know can... so anyway but i saw the pen because i try to get into writing with pens but i'm so afraid of making spelling mistakes because i make them all the time that I, when i have pens i write really slowly mm. so no i just cross things out like i already yeah. have things crossed out on this little notebook with my lyric sheets and whatnot well give this a try oh it's right. It's a solid aluminum. Or is, that, is that steel? Or I don't know. It's all metal, which now is like a thing. Huh. Now I got to think of what the next <laughs> line is. Oh, um, actually did. Um, ooh. Is it better? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Really? I feel like I'm performing business. <laughs> performing a business. I'm guessing... I think the nicest pens I've ever used were the gel roller balls. But one of my problems with those things is that the ink doesn't dry right away. Huh. You can always smudge them. Like there's a red one right there. There's like a, an, an ex teacher gel roller ball right here. Huh. And uh, oh, true. I don't know if anything's going to top that. How does it feel different? It, it it sounds from here. It sounds louder. It is, but it's not as smooth and it's not as um, financial. Mm. As it, like it feels like I'm signing a check almost <laughs> with I, that. I did sign your check with this. Oh, um, cool. But uh, AdSense didn't go through. So uh, like it went through, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's in your bank account, but it's not. Yeah. You got to wait, wait for it, for it, to, it to clear. Yeah. yeah. So, for me is nothing new. See, when you hang out with us and we're legitimately writing things and we're creating like the RCR story or the narrative for RCR, it's a lot of what that just was. Yeah. We'll be talking, we'll probably have like a really intense personal conversation for like five minutes and then shut up for 10 because we'll be just there writing. Yeah. And, 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 and then the food comes and then we relax and then the coffee kicks in and then I really go. Yeah. And then it's 2 p.m. and they're closing the cafe up. And I was like, I guess we're done. Yeah. And there's always that point where I go to take a dump. And then while I'm taking a dump, like I come up with some phrase or two and I'm like, man, I need to get up there quick and write it down before I lose it. Because mm. I never take my like notebook or laptop or anything down there with me, um, except for my phone, which I guess I could do the voice thing like the voice recorder but yeah you know. i have a few things on on my notes on my phone that i'm sure i've used for something but sometimes they're so non sequitur they end up becoming the nonsense that i spew in the uh in the review uh in 1960, oh, I know what this is for, and I have to remember it. Yeah. So I can't say that one on there. This one says, rubber gives bibs tray cover. Heartland Dental. 
Huh. Rubber gives bibs tray cover. These are the words. I probably was using the dictation thing and it meant something else. <sighs> rubber gives. Oh, rubber gloves and the bibs tray cover. I was at the dentist and I was asking the dentist what things in the office, what like what what supplies in the office are most are used the most that they buy the most of. Hmm. And I thought it would have been something like Novocaine or the toothpaste. And they say, no, the things we buy the most are rubber gloves and those bibs we put on you and like the sterile tray covers. Like huh. the tray that holds all the dental instruments, there's, I guess, like a sterile piece of paper or something that they sit on. Yeah. That's like the dental equivalent of the disposable uh, paper toilet seat cover mm. that I have used once and it felt really weird. And now when I go to airports, I just say, fuck it. Yeah. And I sit. I mean, they're great as backup toilet paper if there's not a fresh roll in there. <laughs> have you, you used know? them as toilet paper? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, because, you know, you bunch them up, it's paper, you know? Okay. It's like, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, the reason I was asking about what the sort of things a dental office uses a whole lot of is, is, I, is because I wanted to expand my stock portfolio and buy companies that make things that everybody buys all the time but you never know about. Mm. Like my dad says, well, you can you always buy Procter & Gamble. You, you can always buy... Uh, uh, General Mills, because even in a recession, people still buy cereal. So do they though? <laughs> I mean, I, even then, it's like unless they own Malto Meal, I don't know that General Mills is necessarily makes more sense than uh, what are the other cereal companies? What Post? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It almost. I don't really get stocks. It'll almost be sort of like a Mr. Burns. Oh, Confederate Holdings. How are those? <laughs> There. Steady. <laughs> What's this thing? I still. I'm sure this is going for like some sort of uh, General Motors thing. It's a line that says, I still tell racist jokes, but at least I look both ways first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Figure I, I think I know what I'm going to put that one in. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Wait. All right. So what is this? She's loved. I know that sometimes that isn't enough, but we overlook how often it is. Hmm. I have no idea what that was about. Hmm. Let's see. That's nothing childish or naive. No. People I swipe on. A guy for whom every photo posted on Instagram either has the Ludwig or Nashville filter. <laughs> Man, I must be like either drunk or half awake when half of these things get said. My name is Nick, microphone disaster, power walk on streets like on the route to play canasta. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? That's awful. Let's see. I like the beginning of that. My name is Nick, the mic disaster. I don't know if it's an age thing, but I get less tolerant of drunk people when they can't find a way to do it quietly. That's a good line. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sex is cool and all, but have you ever woken up after a night of drinking to discover that you didn't do anything to embarrass yourself? You used that one. Yeah, I did yeah. for the uh, car meet video. Yeah. Oh, and it predates it too. Mm. Yeah, I ended up... Um, well, I mean... 
one of my recurring lines is the that, that sex one, is that, cool, that. but have you ever this? Because that's kind of like an ongoing meme of mm -hmm. people always saying like sex is cool, but what about this mundane thing? Right. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. That's kind of like what my voice recorder sounds like. And I listen back to them and end up deleting maybe like a third of them because they just don't make sense. And uh, I can't imagine where they would fit in. Right. But yeah, that's that's the process, I suppose is looking over things that you wrote. Like I even have stuff, not necessarily in this notebook, but in, well, this is from when I uh, was going to actually do a proper diary on Toronto and then mm. realized I didn't want to do that. I would rather do a sort of um, an RCR diary on car meets in general. And it's basically, it's the opening where I talk about having been to Toronto before where mm -hmm. I said, uh, I hadn't been here since I was a child playing with Ninja Turtles in my grandmother's New Yorker and making myself motion sick, marveling at how different the money looked and how they sold cheesecake with the KFC family meals rather than the chocolate chip cake. It wasn't fall, but it felt like it. We still had seasons then with clear lines of demarcation separating winter, fall from spring and from summer, body clocks in sync. In the city, we find a store that photoshops you into movie posters and sports moments. My brother's head is superimposed over an athlete hoisting the Stanley Cup. I put on a ridiculous uh, expression and get superimposed on the poster for Home Alone 2. The shop has a TV facing the outside so passersby can be enticed to give the service a whirl by witnessing the results. But when the image is finished and materializes on screen, my head is way too big to fit through the empty void Macaulay Culkin left behind. <laughs> the onlookers break out into good-natured laughter. Even as a kid, I could tell there was no malice in it. I didn't even want to retake the photo. I kept it as a grim pastiche of the time the Sticky Bandits, formerly the Wet Bandits, chased a giant nose and mouth across New York <laughs> City. Canada felt foreign then under the tunnels of Niagara Falls and the restaurants atop a giant building. The restaurant spun, but not when we went. We saw our first IMAX movie back when the only things filmed in IMAX were nature documentaries. Canada had the foreign feel of the uncanny valley, similar enough to what you recognized, but somehow off. Slight changes to the timeline. What does future me do that causes Canada to happen? But now it feels like a hodgepodge of a thousand different places so that a foreign feeling isn't there. It's been wiped away by 25 years of life experience so that the unfamiliar is less a stranger and more a cousin you haven't seen in a while. Mm. And then that was all I wrote. That's so, good. Thanks. And now I can't use it for anything else because I use it here. <laughs> but I mean, still, it's oh, the same. still going on a diary, right? No, no, no. The diary is a themed diary. Like rather oh, than you, yo, you just said. Oh wait, yeah. excuse me. I'm. Yeah. No, no, no. It's cool because like what I because normally like a proper diary, I sort of think of as like I'm saying what the date is and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, like the grandma one or the um, what was the most recent trip that I did? The well, oh, the one about like how old people and young people view the privilege of driving. Oh yeah. Um. But this one, like, I don't bother with dates. It's more of almost like a list, but it's a sentimental defense of car meets where people sort of feel this 
inhibition about going to car meets and it's more appealing to the sentimental aspects of a car meet and what it can provide for people right and like i do get kind of emotional during it even though it's not like a sad thing Mm. for any reason it's just you know i'm an emotional sensitive guy and uh it's just it's abrupt but i'm leaving it in anyway because i figure it's like more real and raw rather than just like cutting it out so yeah i just um i don't know i'm excited to get it done and it's going to be uh, comprised if not entirely then the majority out of footage from rcr car meets that fans have been kind enough to send me and grant me permission to use just so that people can um sort of have that vicarious experience of being there if even if they weren't there so yeah it's cool yeah good idea fun times good times great oldies 99999999 the hawk oh oh i forgot to tell you okay so Mm -hmm. I've been, my mom and I have been house sitting for my aunt and uncle who Mm -hmm. are in Atlantic city. And I came downstairs from the guest room and found that my mom fell in, fell asleep in front of the TV, watching the weather channel. Nice. It was hilarious. (laughs) They had just finished like the, whatever the forecast was and went into like one of those weird nature documentaries about how it's like a man versus wild type thing and how the man didn't survive or no he survived but only through you know eating the flesh of a dead bear and Mm -hmm. drinking his own piss or you know that bear grill grills right beat so i miss when the weather channel was just weather Mm. now it's some sea cow of a person in (laughs) louisiana crying hard tears in front of the camera as her house floats away Yikes. That's what the Weather Channel is. <laughs> it's some guy from Iowa with big hands chasing storms in a broken down truck saying things like, this is my lifestyle. Yeah. Chasing <sighs> storms as if storms can be chased. Or chasing storms as if storms can be captured. Yeah. Uh, Someday there will be the weather channel too, where the weather is. <laughs> sort of like there was history channel and then it goes to history international or was that literally history channel too? I don't know. I it think was there MTV, was, it was MTV too. Yeah. Because there's this point of saturation where like a themed channel is not making enough money being themed. Yeah. So like history channel, history buffs aren't tuning in enough Right. To make solely history pro- projects make sense. And so you get programs like Ice Road Truckers and Pawn Stars and American Pickers and all that other stuff. You know, TLC used to be the learning channel and now you have Dr. Pimple Popper. Like that's <laughs> just what it is. Uh, I think we should get to some of these super chats. Indeed. Um, so scrolling back up. One of these days, I'm going to get one of those surgeries that maybe lets you breathe easier. Hmm. Because I notice I breathe through my mouth a lot. Huh. I realize I, I don't, I try not to think about breathing. Otherwise, I'll never be able to stop thinking about <laughs> it. It's like someone walking into a room. Hey, you ever noticed your tongue? It's like, damn, oh, it. damn it. <laughs> yeah. 
It's the equivalent of losing the game. Exactly. Will Downs. Thank you for your donation. Thank Will you so Downs. Much. An early 90s Fox Body Mustang showed up at work last week. I have been thinking about getting one if the neon goes or when I move to Akron. Thoughts? Well, certainly the price of Fox Body Mustangs have gone up. The coupes are cheaper than the fastbacks. Um, you know, I really have no problem with them because the Falcon is mostly Fox Body. All the parts you need are there. Uh, according to Matt Farah, there is no way you can unshit box a Fox Body. It will be a cheap American rear-wheel drive sports car forever. Um, when I drove uh, um, Sam's uh, Fox Body before he had it redone by Bruce Hen, I thought, wow, this is an 80s car that's just mildly faster. That's what it was. I have still yet to drive it now that it has new engine, new transmission, all new running gear. I'm sure it's way different. But um, I say go for it. I mean, the worst thing is you'll sell it and then somebody else will buy it because some people always want to buy these things. I I, I think Fox Body is good. I don't know if it's going to be an investment car, but it'll, it'll, you'll you stand a good chance of at least making your money's back money back as long as you don't wreck the thing. I stink. Thank you for your donation. Turns out lighthouses are super freaking heavy. Yep, no argument there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. There's always mm. a man, a city, and a lighthouse. So, uh, oh, uh, okay. I, I buy the shock of that. No, I don't know if that had anything to do with the question, but Bora, Boris T. S. Carl of says, I'm still a <laughs> that it's clean and smooth oh i had like a whole bunch of effects on 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 the, on the on the mixer i could have been cranking the levels and doing funny things uh angry clown 1990 says i love short stories one of my favorite collection is johannes cabell and the blustery day by jonathan l howard ha howard i've never heard of that short story Sounds interesting, though. What was it again? Uh, the author is Jonathan L. Howard, and uh, the collection is called Johannes Cabell and the Blustery Day. Huh. Yeah. No. no, I haven't heard of it. Mm. Mm. I haven't heard of that one either. Thank you, though. Thank you. Thank you for your donation. Very Legal and Very Cool said, should I email you the invite to hike near Seattle? Yes, you should email me. Uh, an invite to hike, hike near Seattle. I already did Mount Rainier when I was really young and I didn't care. And all I cared about is getting more popcorn. Mm. 
I think nature is wasted on children because yeah. it's just bugs and dirts and rocks and you're three feet high. Yeah. Maybe four. Well, youth in general is wasted on the young. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that you never appreciate it until you get older and realize, wow, I don't remember what it's like to wake up without some vague ache or pain and not being certain whether it's something I should actually see a doctor about. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the days of just going to sleep and not having to hope. I hope I fall asleep quickly tonight yeah. and not have one of those nights where even though I had a full day, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I'm awake now. Yeah. And now I'm sweating for some stupid reason. Yeah. Yeah. I need the right blanket all the time. And right now I don't have the right blanket. Mm. It's just a little bit too heavy. So if I put it all the way on, I'll sweat myself awake. I need to get me a, I have the opposite problem. I got to get me a weighted blanket mm. uh, because, you know, those like stress blankets that make you feel like you're being held. Like yeah. that stuff is where it's at. I hear. I can't wait for the wonderful bit of fall where the outside is air conditioned at night. Yeah. That, and I can have the window open and it's nice and cool. Cause I like my bedroom cool. I like to sleep in like 65 degrees at the warmest. So right now that air conditioner is cranking up my electricity bill, but it's loud. Mm. So I come to think of it. I slept pretty good in Toronto. Oh, I slept like a rock in Toronto. I mean, it's like a type and never mind that. I think the house had central air. It did it? have central yeah, air. That kind of helped. That kind of helped. But I mean, even when you're outside in Toronto, there's a very autumnal feeling that yeah. it felt like early October. I mean, part of what I like the autumn is my favorite season. Like it's not even close. So when I end up getting that autumnal feeling, like when you get outside and the night air hits you and it's nice and cool, yeah, I feel freaking invincible. Like I feel so good. It's an yeah. automatic like endorphin dump. I yeah. just get a huge boost and I want to like write, I want to go play music, I want to go <laughs> do all this stuff. But it's, you know, it's like six at night and I've been up for however long and, you know, like, yeah. I go get dinner. And then I know after dinner, I'm going to have the itis and I'm going to want to go to sleep. So, yeah, eh, things. Uh, it makes me think of football, but football in the marching band sense. Ah, those those are really good memories of being in the uh, stands. And the ice cold feeling of those aluminum benches at Blue Mountain High School. I would take off my bass drum and angle it. Uh, the bass drummers, we sat up right up front because our instruments were huge. Bass drummers all the way up front, sousaphone players way in the rear. Um, uh, we got to sit right down in front because that's where our drums fit. And um, we were able to angle the drums almost like the drummers on the doof warrior car <laughs> in uh mad max yeah later on i think they wanted us to have the bass drums like st as a bass drum like we or you should be hitting both sides of that thing it's 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 anyway and sitting there drinking hot cocoa you'd hear the drum major call out for a song and I, and I know all the parts and I get excited because the crowd got excited when we started playing hmm. and it didn't, 
if the game went badly, it didn't matter because <laughs> we're the band. Yeah, it was like, we did our right. thing. Yeah. We played the national anthem. We put on our halftime show. Yeah. And I always liked the uniforms because they made you look like Freddie Mercury. Mm. And yes. I didn't like the our our Shaco hats or Shaco hats or whatever they were because they didn't they didn't keep you warm. Thankfully that you, we were able to take off the take them off and just wear like beanies. And I never and I maybe had homework, I maybe didn't. But you know how you can put each year of high school had its own flavor and its own no not well kind of like i feel like rather than its own flavor it felt like what it more or less is which is a continuation a, a sequel i guess it's like ninth grade is just a lowercase version of 10th grade you know it's like and 10th grade is just a preamble for 11th it's just this weird thing where everything is more or less the same for me. And I mentioned this in the diary that I think that's kind of what being a teenager is like. Um, He said, having never been a teenager before, but no, it's that whether you're popular or whether you're sort of awkward or the loner or whatever, it's, it's the sensation that it's always going to be like this. Uh, You know, if you're popular and successful, you're going to be popular and successful forever. Like you feel that because uh, that's what you're used to. And if you're lonesome and friendless, you kind of feel that way because it's just, you know, you're not finding something in which you can embed your hope. So sometimes that's a good, that's a line. Well, that's the line that's in the diary. Yeah. And so you put it in a, future that is you know you just kind of think that you're you'll have it figured out once you cross the threshold into adulthood because that's what our parents tell us you know it's kind of go to school uh go to college once you graduate you're gonna have so many jobs you're gonna have to be beating them off with both hands you know and it's that thing of wanting to uh just have it all figured out even though, and thinking that there's no real work involved in figuring it out, that just by virtue of doing the average baseline level of adulthood things, Mm -hmm. that the rest will follow. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, sometimes we get to be the person that we want to be, and other times we're whoever we end up being. But we all have the capacity to change. See, now I'm starting to sound like Mr. Rogers, but the whole point is, you know, I wouldn't mind being the automotive Mr. Rogers, but I think I'm a little too like sewer brained for that. But uh-huh. it's just kind of strange that I think there's this pressure on people to have everything figured out. And if I could go back, I'd just like say, Hey, you know, just take time, let things uh, fester. And, oh, Tony Richardson hey, Tony, is in, Tony's hey, in the chat. Hey, Tony. But yeah, I would just let things uh, sort of um, stew a bit, you know, get to know yourself, travel, do the whole hiking thing, do everything that you want to do in your youth and uh, get a wide range of experiences because experiences help you better understand yourself and others. Yay. Well said. Thanks. I I felt bad because I kind of spaced out a little bit in there because I... I, I, Oh, I spaced I, out while I was saying. 
um, because I started trying to put my own high school experience in the, in, in the chapters, I've never thought of it as a continuation. Hmm. Even during high school, I, th I thought then as high school as four separate chapters that had nothing to do with each other that were their own isolated stories. And I don't know why I thought that way. As someone who's like, was very TV obsessed. And I always used to um, be obsessed as a teenager with the upfronts, which is where uh, television uh, studios like networks would uh, present their upcoming fall lineup to advertisers to, so that they can try to be like, all right, this is what we got coming this fall. You can check out previews and the pilots. And if you want to advertise for us, because you think this might be a hit show that has a lot of eyeballs in it. Awesome. And so I'd find out about like all the shows that are coming this fall. Cause you know, whatever, not didn't have a life, but then uh, what ends up happening is um, I started to get a television mentality where every year of school was a new season of the same show. So rather than being an anthology mm. series like you kind of had, where okay. it's kind of like the same cast of characters, but it's a different story each mm. time. Wow. Mine is like the same cast of characters, but it's continuing on from last season. Oh. And, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. It's weird. Huh. Yeah, I always thought maybe it was be. I mean, with our marking periods... This was our school at the time didn't have root true semesters. They had marking periods and it's six of them mm. and they were really short. And I think you had to pass. They, they would. There were six marking periods, but there were still two semesters, I guess because you had to pass the beginning of the year and then you had the midterms mm. and you had to pass the second half of the year and then they had the finals. So if you bombed the first half of the year, but passed the second, you would still have to go to a portion of summer school to make up that first year. Huh? Yeah. You had to do like really badly to end up in summer school if i remember correctly in my school mm. now granted my high school was a junior slash senior high school that was seventh through 12th grade okay. in the same combined building yeah. um and for the most part rather than marking periods we just sort of measured or quarters as you call okay. it, um kind of measured them through social uh sort of events i guess you know there's homecoming there's the fall thing, which is the theater um, companies uh, or like the drama club sort of um, Broadway review. Like there's a loose storyline. It's almost like a jukebox musical. Okay. Like the drama, drama director writes this script and throws in a bunch of like Broadway musical things so that it's kind of a collection of Broadway songs. Like I sang Dentist from um, Little Shop of Horrors. Huh. Yeah. And, and that's the thing of like, I, I wasn't a singer then. And I just kind of like went up there and I'm like, screw it. Let's rock and roll. Cause I did chorus and then I did drama and I'm like, great. I'm going to be swimming in women, but also <laughs> I love theater. Like, I just like theater. Mm. Uh, um, Cause my sister did theater when I was a kid. So it's kind of like you're used to the grind of it. And then from there you go to like the winter concert for 
the chorus along with the caroling and you go on to stuff like you know the spring show the spring concert the senior talent show spirit games from mm. you know like all these things that are supposed to be the milestones and sort of like the save points of, ah. of the school year of like no matter what happens you're kind of like rebooting back to the last hopefully good memory that you had which huh. would hopefully be at one of these things okay but yeah i don't know eh. i do remember spirit week we had that but my segmenting of the school year was outdoor band uh marching band and then symphonic band slash indoor drumline nice those are the two big events throughout the year um and, and and the climax of each of those events see when i think of marching band i don't really segment that into junior or like freshman sophomore junior senior that was all the same huh because as long as you showed up you get an a in this yeah and yeah you do and same of course nice um outdoor when we were in outdoor this is such an east coast thing you had outdoor drumline you have indoor drumline and indoor drumline is absolutely positively indoors all the time and an outdoor drumline is positively outdoor unless it's indoor <laughs> I don't because, know why I found that funny. I just did. Because not only, like, on Fridays, football game. You're the band. You're, you're half, um, um, God, when you're, when you're a home game? Yeah. At home games, you do the pregame show. So, like, the home band does the pregame show because you got to play for your team coming on. Uh, you form the tunnel and then the players run through it. And then the opposing band plays the halftime show. I think. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, because you get to watch them. Yeah. Because you get to watch them play it from your side. Right. Because that was when we played Sealands Grove every year. And Sealands Grove band always played uh, just jukebox hits for their halftime show. And the crowd loves that. Whereas Blue Mountain High School, our our show was our competition show. Oh, So it was all okay. advanced music, like weird time signatures, because we were there to win awards. And people didn't like our show because it was weird. Huh. Um, because our band director, Richard Botts, wanted treated us like we were DCI, which is Drum Corps International, which is DCI is to marching bands what UFC is to mixed martial arts. It's, it's <laughs> oh, the so, show, man. Yeah, that's the show. When man. you get. So for people who don't understand, I'm talking about professional marching bands. Ah. There are marching bands not associated with sports teams or schools. They just exist in the ether. Uh, bands like the cadets and, uh, the Cavaliers, uh, the Phantom Regiment, 
these are marching bands of their own. They just exist as themselves, as nonprofit organizations, and they perform. And then they compete against each other in empty football stadiums because no one goes to these things because <laughs> it's for super nerds it's yeah. for the ultimate band nerds is to go watch a DCI show. And yeah. if you go on YouTube and type in DCI show, fill in the blank. And if you're not into this stuff, you're going to be bored because it's going to be, this is like, and everybody watching this knows exactly what I'm talking about. This is every DCI show. Here come the weird sets. There's the penis set because there always is one. And then company front, company front. Forget writing the, <laughs> the intro and outro live and just use that. <laughs> Every DCI show. Uh, I mean, like, it's, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's like, um, the, the, uh, oh God, I don't even know. Like our marching band always just played the James Bond theme and uh, Eye of the Tiger. Okay. That, that's it. Like we're doing, yeah. you know, the, oh, and Louie Louie. Louie Louie. We had Louie we had Louie Louie. We saved it for the Halloween parade and the Memorial Day parade and any other parade. You Why play Louis Halloween? Louis. Dude, the Halloween parade. Uh, I think you're going to, um, because the Johnsons, I think are going to be here for uh, the Halloween parade. Mm. Like, Depends on when it is, because I'm supposed to go to Richmond for a dancing thing. It's like, on, late, Wednesday, late it's like on a Wednesday or oh, something like all right, that. Well, yeah, anyway, Halloween parade was always on a Wednesday unless it rained and they moved it. And that was great because you didn't have to wear your marching band uniform. You could, that was kind of our trick or treat. Like Halloween was in a sort of a, oh, a weird place for me in high school because you can't drink yet yeah. and you're not a kid and you can't go trick or treating, but we had the Halloween parade in marching band. So we all got everybody. There's always a bass drummer goes up the Ener energizer bunny. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you all had different Halloween costumes and this was sort of our party. And then we just marched through town and we just play easy stuff. We always played fight, uh, fight on state, which is the Penn States. Uh, um, I, I graduated from there and I don't even know what no, the, the fight the, song. No, because I never went to a football game. They, oh. they were prohibitively expensive. Dude. Like the tickets were insane. There are people like, oh, you never went to Beaver Stadium? It's like, you never went to Joe Pop? Like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you even a Penn State? And you didn't like, okay, I had a grilled sticky. I went to Penn State. Like, come on. It's, I, you go there. Like, yes, I had some of the best years of my life there and some made some of the best friends of my life there. And, you know, it's like, okay. I was wasted like half the time <laughs> because this was during the brief period where we were the number one party school in the country. So, you know, it's just weird to kind of think of this as something that I was supposed to do when, you know, my Friday and Saturday night, 
And at this point, it's where, like, me as a bass drummer had my berserker rage yeah. on my, like, 30-inch drum. And I'm going, like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> because Todd Leibenguth, our drum instructor, you know, for the time in the 90s, there was this uh, brand of drum heads called Attack. That was hmm. a brand name. And they had this thing that said, our drum heads will never, ever pull out. That's where the surface of the drum head pulls away from the metal rim that holds it onto the drums. Like, it'll never pull out. You can crank these things down. And Todd says, I will put that to the test. So <laughs> we just had these drum heads and our sticks, our drum heads, uh, we had a, a steel mm. or metal or just some, maybe some alloy tin. Uh, anyway, our bass drum mallet shafts were metal. So we would just boom, boom on, on, on the heads. And every time we got a dent, <laughs> every time we got a dent or, or we ripped them, we just keep cranking the head down until they pull out. And Todd will be like, all right, we'll send it back. We'll have a new one by Friday and just keep pouring new ones on. Attack heads are now done. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe they've been bought by another company. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's been over 20 years. So, but yeah, fight on state. But my real berserker rage song was Iron Man. Oh, like, boom, 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 boom. And, like, I mean, they knew I was weird in high school and they let me like when Iron Man would come on, it's like Brian gets to play the entire bass line for this. <laughs> we had five. We had four or five bass drums, depending on which year it was. But I think for Iron Man, they would just. I would be the one bass drum just freaking going ham on this. Yeah. That was amazing. Like full adrenaline went in because that um, I was never on sports, but marching band was my sport. Mm. So that, you know how we had that one line about greatest thing about college was having your crew. Mm. Like for high school, that was, that was my crew and nothing really has filled in that blank of being part of a team and we have a mission. Our mission is to just play and like rock the crowd. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And it sort of bugs me when I go to, you know, parties or conventions or stuff like that. And people's main goal is to just go to dinner. Huh? So, I mean, and I wish I could have done more during the shoot in uh, Toronto, but I felt so impotent. So there was like nothing to do and I couldn't even help load the truck because I didn't know where anything went. Yeah. Like I didn't want to like ruin anything. But also the thing about it is that like when you're around, um, well, can't really talk about the car, but I don't know. Everything feels delicate. That's why I kind of enjoyed the meet so much because mm -hmm. I got to be around so many cars and people like there's a dude with a Buick Riata there, which I just, found hilarious the red one yeah or no this is beige oh okay. yeah and it's just um incredibly random that it's just um 
showing up in places where like I should expect to see them there. Like I should expect to see weird random things, but after a while you sort of lose track of what even shows up at car meets anymore because you expect everything to be like big tuner crowd. So right. it is what it is. Um, I really like that Chrysler Cordoba. <laughs> the fact that there was over a foot of the car in front of the radiator. There was like a foot of that car that served no purpose other than make the car longer. <laughs> I liked the Dodge Diplomat that was there. Mm. Like it was very um, stately looking in a weird way. You know, it looked like it carried itself in a very parental sort of way that like, oh man, father's home sort yeah. of thing. Um, or, um, you know, there was the Lada, which was great. And, you know, it was like sword in the stone trying to see people get that thing started. I'm like, oh, mm. let me try. Yeah. And it's just, well, I mean, you know, my video showed some of that and, um, yeah, I just loved seeing all the things that were there, you know, just, it was really, really nice. I mean, I think, uh, Yuri's Prowler was yeah. kind of like a little bit of a star there and yeah. people realize, oh man, straight pipes are here. Yeah. And, um, same with the, um, GTO, which I didn't realize, um, the boss garage. Yeah. yeah. But that was gorgeous. And then the final boss Marauder that we saw getting yeah. gas the one day, but then actually showed up to the meet, which I thought was great. So, I mean, car meets are just fantastic. Um, even when they don't have anything to do with RCR, you know, like I don't really, it doesn't have to be like that. So, right. Yeah. All right. So the last thing we talked about, should I in, in email you about a hike near Seattle? Yes. Boris T.S. Karlov says, anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I saw the, well, I think I might've mentioned this already, but I saw the movie yesterday where that, did you? Yeah, where you know the Beatles don't exist, and in that movie, because the Beatles don't exist, Oasis doesn't either. Yeah, so it's like this uh, mm -hmm. domino effect. Like there are weird. There's no consistency to what exists in the new world and what doesn't. Like, you know, Coke doesn't exist, and like Harry Potter doesn't exist. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's an interesting premise that they didn't do enough with, but it's fine. Like it's a Richard Curtis movie, you know what you're getting. Mm. So, yeah. Does he ever get exposed as not the um, as a fake in the movie? I don't care. I'm not like gonna see like it. yes and no. Um, in that, well, yeah, because he like he just yeah, but it doesn't matter at that point. Mm. Like it's strange, but that's just you know. The do they get the. Did they get Paul and Ringo to sh show up in this movie? No. Um, they have a very interesting cameo that I'll tell you off camera about because I don't know if anyone else doesn't want it spoiled. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a it's a very nice cameo. Pete Best. And, and that I really like. No, <laughs> it's, it's not anything you'd like oh, okay. realistically expect. But um, yeah. Super AWAC said, I'd rather go to Flavortown than Jay Leno's garage. That's, I'm wondering, like, okay, if I had the choice to go to Jay Leno's garage or Flavortown, because, <laughs> like, Flavortown is a mythical place rather than um, an actual physical location. But I do love barbecue. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yes. 
I guess eventually we'll end up somehow at Leno's garage, but I don't know what I would say to the man other than thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. He, he's been in the public eye since he was like in his late twenties or something like that. I know it's weird. Like what would he, uh, he and I have to talk about? Well, cars, I would probably say, show me your really nice Honda CB 750. I'd really, I've never seen one yeah. uh, like original before. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's uh, very aspirational. You yeah. Know? It's very nice. I would and... rather be on Rogan though. Oh Way yeah. Of, yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I'm so because I feel like you'd be able to relax around Rogan in a way you would never be able to really relax around Leno. Yeah. I, Although I, I guess he wants, I mean, he goes to car shows apparently and just shows up. Well, I feel like you would get to smoke up before going live with Rogan. Uh, but then I would want to hug people because when I got high, I get huggy. And I, he probably would be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm it, okay. So I would love to go on Rogan if only for the opportunity to potentially be animated in a Polytunes version. Because ah, like yeah. I watched the one on Alex Jones, which was hilarious. <laughs> and um, it's just. Because it starts out with them just sort of figuring out who's going to pee because they're going to go pee in shifts. <laughs> and it just devolves into this whole argument with Eddie Bravo. Yeah. It, which, you know, it's, yeah. it is what it is. But it's hilarious. I just can't get enough of those polytunes. They're fantastic. Did you see the new one? Oh, it's oh, it's a completely different one. It's Oni Cartoons, I think. Ah. Did uh, The same one who did uh, the Conor McGregor, Give Me Your Belt. Oh, give me your back. Belt. Yeah. Give me your back. Well, he did one just just with Rogan and he's interviewing a chimp. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see that. One. Yeah. That's, that's that's not enough, Joe Rogan. <laughs> give me your belt. Um someone uh Michael D8393 says, I'm listening to Labyrinth, LA is capitalized. Um, the true story of City of Lies, the murders of Tupac Shakur and Notorious B.I.G. and the implication of the Los Angeles Police Department on Audible now. And that is the longest title that I've ever heard. And oh, yeah, you're right. That's Flash Gets, um, who oh, does okay. like the Conor McGregor thing. But Sorry. I'm always wondering, like, is it possible to talk about Biggie's murder and Tupac's murder separately? Or do those cases is there no way to disentangle them mm. because there was like that usa network series called like unsolved the murders of like biggie and tupac yeah and then there's all these different documentaries and i'm wondering if maybe the weird um maybe the tunnel vision about the case is the fact that like there's no way to look at them as being unrelated completely separate crimes i see and that's always been kind of fascinating to me. So, I mean, thanks for the recommendation, Michael D8393. I might have to check that out because that case has always been interesting to me. Von Waffensberg says, hey, guys, what's your opinion of cigars? Um, my opinion of cigars is you smoke one and then everything tastes like a cigar for the rest of the day. <laughs> Recently started and it's been great for one afternoon. It's been great for one in the afternoon to wind down. Work prevents me from the ganja. I mean, it's still smoke and it's not great for you. Mm. I will maybe smoke one cigar a year. And when I do it, I feel like an asshole while I'm doing it. Because I can think of a lot of, I can think of how many gallons this $8 would get me. Uh. You know, I can fill my motorcycle for six. So, and I get more pleasure from that. So that's my opinion on cigars. Yeah. I um, mean, I've literally never had one before. You suck smoke and you hold it in your mouth and you blow it out again. 
that's a cigar. And then I guess it makes you feel rich. I don't know. I see some gross examples of masculinity rolling around on overpriced Harleys with a cigar in their mouth. No helmet as they go. Yikes. That's that's that was an idea of for a video I had today was hanging out. I'd probably have to call the state police and say, hey, I'm going to hang out at the Starbucks down there at uh, um, down by the Cabela's. Yeah. And I'm riding a store like I'm from like pull the road and track angle. Yeah. Because that's what people know about. And just say, hey, I'm from road and track. I'm working on an article about motorcycle safety. I'm going to be hanging out here with the camera, taking pictures of motorcycles as they go through the intersection. I've already told Starbucks and they said it was OK. Just letting you know as a courtesy. So if anybody calls you and says there's a guy down here taking pictures, that's me. I'm writing an article about helmet safety. <laughs> I'm just taking pictures of people going by and counting how many are wearing helmets. So, but really what I would be doing would be making a video where I would just review each boomer. I'd put that little black bar over their eyes <laughs> and then just invite, create a story as they roll by not wearing helmets because that's kind of the culture around here is you get a Harley and you never wear a helmet. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And as a guy who doesn't even ride a motorcycle, I don't get it. But then maybe you have to be a guy who rides a motorcycle to get it. Or a certain, well, I mean, you ride a motorcycle. and you, I, you know. The only time I have not worn a helmet, and it was not safe, was when I rode that black scooter when I lived in the house in Kutztown. Oh, I rode that thing every day to class and back and to work and back, same place. Mm. And I did not put my helmet on. And my argument was I'm only going about 20 miles an hour. And I know yeah. you still get fucked up at 20. But but you didn't hear the wind at 20. It was like a swift bicycle ride is what it felt like. Yeah, And it's the roads I've walked on for four years, even in undergrad. I'll be fine. <laughs> it's winter and I don't feel like it. Um, but I would wear. Uh, I think I would still wear like ski goggles because sometimes the wind would make my eyes water. So that was the only time I didn't. Huh. And that's a lie, because also in Kutztown, I had a. Uh, a 175cc uh, classic Honda, little scrambler, and yeah. I would ride that around town without a helmet. But when you get out and the wind starts hitting you, it feels really weird not not to wear the helmet. So I feel naked, like even on the scrambler i felt naked on the scooter i didn't it was something it was something about the plastic and being shielded and having your legs shielded from the wind that made me not wear a helmet on the scooter but everything else i did um trying to find my place here wonderwall cigars that was the last one von waffensburg says I also put 10 miles on the boss already and loving every minute of it. Any thoughts on third party warranty? Yeah, don't do it because their whole business is fucking you over. Yeah, that seems like, like car a, shield, for example. No. Or Simonize. Like they yeah. always try to push Simonize on you. And I never get it. No. Like I never under, I, I don't mean get it as in the physically get it, but I mean understand it. Yeah. Because that's something that you could realistically like. Are you ever going to use it? 
like realistically. Yeah, yeah, I bought I bought that travel insurance once on one of our trips, and people were like that is not even American Airlines. Mm. That's something else. Yikes! It's like what? Oh, you're not going to get on the plane. Worst case is you miss the flight. They put you on another one. It may be the next day. Go to the airport, Hampton or wherever it is. Yeah. Just get some beers and chill out because we live like in our line of work. We don't have a schedule. We don't have yeah. to be anywhere. The vacation isn't going to be ruined. I mean, we do have a pretty hard line schedule in some instances like New Zealand. Like if we had missed that flight and then yeah. we have to push everything back by a day, yeah. we're giving up one of the sanity days, yeah. you know, where we're not doing anything and we're just like hanging out, Yeah, which is, which are days on the other hand that's why those days exist exactly in In case we in case you miss a day like the flight gets canceled um wookie t wookie automo tv says driving to wisconsin tonight currently in knoxville tennessee have a drink on me thank you wookie very kind of you in fact i will go to the fridge and get another beer also like while hilton points i can reuse them anytime yeah to just pay for rooms like when we did rcr chicago that hotel stay was free because we had just or i had built up enough as i itch my cross but oh <laughs> taint um the uh the hilton points uh worked up enough that we could stay three nights at an embassy and i think i or i think you can pay with points and cash and there's this little slider on the app or on the and then the website, you just move it and, and the price keeps going down. Yeah. And I think I moved it until it was almost at zero, but I still had to pay like twenty dollars. Anyway, but the airline miles for American aren't worth that much. Like huh. I still don't have enough for a cheap flight nearly anywhere. Huh. After five years of flying, there's they they don't work anything. The only thing I could get that looks good is. I think I have 62,000 miles frequent flyer miles. Sounds like a lot. It isn't. It's worth about $500, which is a flight. One, (laughs) one ticket, one round trip ticket to somewhere. Yeah. Great. But it could get uh, a pass to the airport lounge, to the Admiral's lounge, which is good for one year. But I don't know if it gets both of us in or just me. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not a very high maintenance guy, so if it only gets you in, that's fine. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm fine sitting and perusing Reddit on my phone and stoking the flames of anxiety as I want to do. I never feel any anxiety in an airport. Well, not in an airport. I just mean, you know, in general. Oh, okay. Uh, Because there's always that fear of vague, looming dread that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Mm. I'm going to try to do the intro song while you look for things now. Okay, and I'm going to go get a beer while you do this. Oh, all right, cool. I am going to mute my microphone so you don't get any bleed over. All right. Muting my microphone now. So let's see. It has to be vague enough... To not give away what the car is. Oh, yeah. Fallen soldier. So let's see. Um, 
It's automotive bread. You know just what you're gonna get. Wait. It's automotive bread. You know exactly what you're... Wait, no. <laughs> this is exactly what recording the song is like. Um, it's automotive bread. You know exactly what you're gonna get. All right, so that's the intro. And then let's see what I can do for the outro now that I've written something over the past. How long have we been on? Like hour 18 minutes. So let me see. I used to know what love is. And then I found this car. It was reliant. Wait, no. I used to know what love is, and then I found this car. It was resilient, reliable like you. But like an overripe banana, I think I held on way too long. But holding on for me is nothing new. When life gives you bananas, you go and make banana bread. Wait, no. When life gives you bananas, you go and make banana bread. If only to pretend, you'll share it with your friends. Don't let one bad banana go and ruin that whole... Yeah. Don't let one bad banana go and ruin that whole loaf. Wait, no. Don't let one bad banana go and ruin that whole loaf. There's something in my life I miss the most. So here's a toast. And if I mess up, we'll just edit it in post. All right, so there. Depending on how that sounds once I'm done, I'm probably just going to... Um, probably just use Mr. Regular doing um, other things. Um, but still. Um, and no, it's not a Reliant Robin. I didn't realize that when I used the word reliable or resilient or reliable in there. Um, they were just... I was looking for words that would fit. I really wish I'd used a song that required a beat because then I could have used this. I need to get your guitar. Oh. I'm gonna walk. I have to get in camera. Yeah. Like I was waiting for you to like like finish and just try to. Am I in frame? No, and no. you're. I don't think you're gonna fit in frame. No. I mean, <laughs> wait. If I get in your position. Tempo. Oh, I have no idea. I've been listening to Love Lockdown for like a million years. See, bass drums can't, they're, they're never ever a lead anything. It's just yeah. always in the background, and it's just...
and you, it's up to somebody else to just fill in the stuff. I don't think anything I can play would work with this. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I almost wish I had the ability to freestyle over beats, but I'm just, my brain doesn't work fast enough. Oh, oh, I'm like you. So yeah, it's the button. Oh, that's the button. Right. It's a button. It's the see the yellow button down above the slider. Down above the slider. Oh, I'll just let you take care of this. Oh. Just so you know where it is. See the oh. yellow button? That above it. Above oh, it. Square button. Oh, yeah. Unmute the mic. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. I was saying is I wish I could freestyle so that I I don't know. But my mind doesn't work that fast or quickly or anything like that. So yeah. Uh, song is recorded and there is absolutely no like hint whatsoever um i went positive on the song because i wrote it from the perspective of someone who uh loved got this car because they loved it and uh -huh. still loves it but i don't actually remember if it's a positive review or not so i always try to write from an area of like just assuming that it's positive because at worst you could just say it's devil's advocate or something. Right. Mm. There we go. Uh, I have to pick up where I was. Don't that bass all. drum isn't even in tune and I don't know how to tune it. Cause I don't know what notes are. I had no idea that drums had to be in tune. Yeah. Like they're I'm... literally they're They're a note. Huh. It's a note and I don't know what it is. Yeah. And normally when you have like four or five bass drums in your band, each one plays a different note. Damn. Uh, Angry Cow 1990. We may have to get the sign if we want to get out of here. I don't know. Or I mean, keep it going. I'm already going to break night tonight anyway. Um, What's that mean? That means like stay up all night. Because I'm working on the diary. Stay up all night long. Well, no, not all night. I oh. mean, like all night for me, where I'm not in bed at like eleven. Oh, um, okay. yeah, I'm be in bed at like three or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, but you know, like you know, sleep is a commodity. It's oh, uh, I treasure it. Yes, it's very nice. But um, I don't know. So do I have to? Do we have to pull? Yeah, I guess the easiest thing for me is that after this, when we get the the stuff i just pull it um i pull a cut directly from the h4 and then there it's done yeah it's done yeah yeah rock and roll oh uh, where were we yada weather daddy chevy ssr radwood rack Find my place, Wisconsin, 10 miles on the bus. Oh, yeah. Third-party warranties. Yeah, they suck. Wookie Automotive TV says, co-driving to Wisconsin tonight, currently in Knoxville, Tennessee. Have a drink on me. Oh, that's oh, where already, we were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when I got my beer and then I didn't. I didn't. I left it on the. You thing. left it on the. Thing. Rack says, a couple of years ago, a friend gifted me a me a Yamaha acoustic guitar because I taught him how to play Dark Souls. Said anyone can play guitar. I feel my fingers are too big and wide. What say either of you? I tried learning like bass once, and I didn't. It, it would have. 
I didn't care. See, see, I didn't really want to learn it. So how are you going to want to do something if your heart's not in it? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to care enough. Now, there are any number of people who I went to high school with who know or in college and undergrad or I mean, postgrad that know how to play piano and kind of hate it because uh, they were forced to learn it. Uh, but a lot of those same people, I see at open mic nights because they're either in bands or they play piano and it's part of their thing now, you yeah. know, it's like, they didn't like learning it, but I think part of them is glad that they did. Mm. Um, Cause it translates. Yeah. I hated drum lessons because with drums, drums is like, you can only fuck it up. And then, I never really got to play and screw around yeah, and like create my own beats. It was always, you had to play this. And it wasn't, it wasn't until like, like there were moments in band where we could just play our own songs and just make up stuff. And that was creatively wonderful. Yeah, And that's kind of what I want to create again now that I'm pushing forward. I, I want to be in like a roving small marching band that just makes up songs and plays <laughs> and I can do all the stuff I never got to do uh, as a marching band member. Anyway, thank you, Rec, for your generous donation. Wyatt B. says, obligatory reminder for Detroit Radwood, September 21st. September, I'm not going anywhere next month um, because next month I have to pay the government uh oh, quarterly taxes are due so i can't go anywhere september 21st all the money that i normally would have for travel budget instead goes to the man sorry and that's how you stay fiscally conservative mm. and by that i mean fiscally mature also blue guitars sound the best <laughs> oh. love my blue yeah. getch church um, gret 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 it gretch oh gretch oh gretch yeah Rock and roll. Ash Vampire says thoughts on the Chevy SSR. I completely hate it. I rule. I it's it's down on my list right next to the uh, Plymouth Prowler. I think it's just one big boomer honeypot for them to pat each other on the back and congratulate themselves on buying a house in 1971. Huh. I think the Chevy SSR is stupid. I think its interior is garbage. I think it's all fake nostalgia, and um. The Chevy SSR is for someone whose favorite comedian is uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, not because he not because they like his comedy, but because he looks so nice when he smiles. <laughs> oh, I can't top that. Mm -hmm. Henry. Uh, thank you, Henry, for your donation. Weatherdaddy.us simulates the class. Weatherdaddy.us simulate simulates simulates. The classic look of the Weather Channel from the 90s. Check it out. Weatherdaddy.us. Is it just like a video feed playing a, a music version of contemporary music? If so, I hope so. Okay. Weatherdaddy.us. Weatherdaddy.us. Angry Clown 1990 said, you totally didn't read my thing. What thing? Did you do a super chat and we didn't get to it? If so, comment in the comments and I shall see it. For I see many things. Angry Clown 1990. Okay, did I skip over a thing? I don't know. Angry Clown 1990. No. No. Wookie. Angry. No. 
no, no, no. I love short stories. One of my favorite collections is Jonas Cabell, The Blustery Day by Jonathan L. How were you? We talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah. We knew, and I didn't think. Uh, Was there another one? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, we still have more to go. So no. maybe it's a future one. I don't know. I am frustrated. Spent all day making dual lines. Yeah. We talked about that way in the beginning. You were one of the first guys. Oh, uh, he just mentioned it. I thought he was looking at the one I sent, just wasn't to it yet. Oh, okay, cool. Then we're all uh, caught up then. Okay. Wreck, Wyatt B, Ash Vampire, Weather Daddy, Jeffrey Rainey, a familiar name. A car for the man who feels that Murray Wilson was justified in everything he did. Clenched teeth voice. Because father knows best, damn it. I'm thinking that's a response to the Chevy SSR. Mm, possibly. Shakar Shavam. Shavam. Is it time you guys built a Miata track car? No. <laughs> and learn about going fast? No, I don't want to go fast. I want to roll and be cool. Share the car between yourselves and alternate track days? Any takers? Nah, I think building Miata track car is... It's, it's been done, and I need to first get over my fear of going fast. And that's why I'm going back to Harris Hill for a me vacation in October uh, just to uh, practice. Just spruce up the old uh, track skills. Yeah, before I start building a track car, because that's like dumb rich YouTuber stuff. Forgive I'm me neither if, of those things, except I am a YouTuber. Uh, forgive me if I'm mistaken, but did you actually drive anything that was properly track worthy at harris hill the last time that we went because of, um well we drove the the, the shark it, works well, the, the, shark the shark works, works yes but not fast so nowhere near the tires weren't even warm so not really what we need to be is in a miata like a stock miata yeah drive it around a while something that's proper fast and made to sort of um almost like hug you yeah and i don't know it's weird angry clown 1990 and here's the one he was asking about there we go um i i never devotes enough time to learn the guitar to even be decent but after picking up the ukulele and mandolin i think it might be a time to give a guitar another try cool absolutely do it if i can do guitar to a like to a frat bro anyway let me play you know um iris by the google Goo dolls uh, level then freshman. anyone can do it yeah like i feel like i've plateaued in what i can learn on my own and so i would have to go and like actually do something with somebody to learn more but like i just don't have the time for it mm. and so i'm kind of locked into that's why on my album i got my friend brad to do like more of the guitar stuff and lead and back up and all that other stuff because like i mean i can write a song but there are levels to my guitar playing that i just don't feel that are at like a professional level like even if i get paid to do my music i still have this weird thing where i can't think of myself as a musician for whatever mm. reason it just seems like a suit that doesn't really fit huh. but eh, did you ever pull out the guitar at one of the house parties where you were living in uh, Penn State State College? No, I didn't play guitar then. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I had a guitar. I just didn't 
ever play it. I didn't know how to use it. And I, so I never bothered trying. I didn't start playing properly until like literally like a month before I started doing RCR. Oh, okay. And you're like, Hey, do you know like songs and things? And I'm like, Oh, I'll just make up things or do parodies of things and that'll be it. And then I just started like practicing more regularly and started going to open mic nights. And then I'm like, I really like this, (laughs) but the thing I like is performing. I don't like playing guitar. Like Ah. if it were up to me and I had like a backing band and I could just sing, like I like singing more than I like playing the guitar but duly I, noted yes but, if we do ever do a thing <laughs> but the problem is Tim that Strickler can play the one uh positive of playing guitar is that i kind of control the tempo of my performance you right know? like there will be open mic nights where they have a backing band there and they will back you up as you play but it throws off my inner tempo mm. you know and i like performing in a way that sort of um lets the uh things sort of sit right you know stew Huh, 169. Nice. Oh, no. Von Waffensberg, a familiar name. Very nice. Have you, having been homeschooled into a GED, I sometimes feel I've been robbed of an experience that could have led to a very different me. All because dad saw a school shooting when I was five. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll pretty I mean, much do it. Most of school is crap, and a lot of it is sitting there frustrated wishing my quiet could out could counteract the rest of the class loudness because I knew how to be good most of the time. And it bugged me when I was in a class with, with kids who weren't good, who weren't quiet, who were rambunctious. And then the teacher just thought this is a bad class. And I hated, uh, I don't like when people don't like me. I have a, I do have a need to be liked hence being in the profession I am. But so a lot of school was closing my eyes when the teacher yelled at the class. So being homeschooled in GED, you, there were some things you missed, but if you got yourself a job and clear and you're, you're helping us out with ours. You probably did fine. Mm. Looking back on it, it was just 12 years and hopefully we all get to a hundred. So yeah, it's a chunk, but not a huge one. Yeah, no, it's among the most insignificant. And I know that seems weird when you count the amount of time on this podcast and others that we've spent talking about it, but in the grand scheme of things, all it is is just laying foundations for who you're going to possibly a a version of yourself that you can possibly be it's to have experiences to learn things but at the end of the day i there are little things that i don't remember i don't remember how long the periods were i don't remember what classes i had there are things that i just have been completely obliterated from my memory of what it was like and i really don't care to try to get the memories back because it's not like they were bad. It's just that they weren't something that I necessarily care to sort of reminisce about. You know, it just is what it is. G. Bode asked a very good question. With the first day of school almost here, ha ha, suckers. <laughs> Do you have any tips for this new high school teacher? I'm teaching U.S. history, world history, and, e- and econ. Be a teacher. 
you may have been in school for four years and these students have been here for at least nine or eight. The students, and here's one thing I learned about being a teacher and a high school teacher like you. The students want you to act like a teacher. They want, you don't have to be a, you're going to have to be an authority figure and you're going to have to be a dad for particularly the boys who never had one but they want you to act like a good teacher. And that's how I got by when I was a teacher. Act like the best teacher you've ever had. And for me, that was Mr. McCormick and Richard Botts and Mrs. McCutcheon and Mr. Brummer and Mr. Lagola and Mr. Whalen when there was an emotional need to be served and mrs michelonis no <laughs> <laughs> mrs brensinger mm. mrs blackenstein i think we had a blackenstein huh i i, I it, was, it was my uh, it was the first class i ever had where i liked english and it was sixth grade Blackness. but she goes she got married to a different teacher so oh, i, I forget her name good. It like those... it was the first teacher I ever saw as hot in sixth grade. Ah, yes. She probably was like 26 back Damn. then. And I was like, hey, yo. And then I subbed for her one day and I was still like, I'm still calling you by your mid name. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway. Nice. Nice. It's unfair. It's a double. It's it is. It is. It's a double-edged sword, but one side is duller than the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sock Monday, one ninety-nine. No question, but hi guys. Hello, sock. Thank you for your donation. As with crazy Ivan, two times a regular to this uh, chat. No question, but thank you for your donation. Thank you so very much. legal and very cool. I recognize your name. Advice for an introvert heading to a tiny liberal arts college. I'm going to join some outdoor clubs, but I'm not doing marching band or mountain bike racing. All right. Mm. So I'm going to try to do cardio at the gym at least every other day. Good move on that. You're paying for that fitness center. Fucking use it. I got in the best shape of my life like the second half of college. Dude, I was down to like 165 pounds. Damn, that's cut. I know. And then I, then I, then I, uh, I was a ski instructor in the wintertime and I was just deadlifting kids off the ground. That was the <laughs> best shape I was ever in. Man, if I would have just, I was also crazy poor, but if I would have gone back in time, I would have been just drinking protein shakes and probably could have put on muscle back then. Anyway, so good move with the gym and, uh, you know, put in weight training in there, dude. Mm. If you feel weird about the weight room, at least use the Nautilus machines or something like that. But just, uh, I say do bench because everybody can do bench. Yeah. It's just lift the thing. Start off with the bar. The bar weighs 45 pounds. You just do that three, uh, uh, three sets of 10 reps and then just add on like five pound rate weights and just see what you do. Anyway. Uh, the great thing about college is that is a hard reset on your social life. You can reinvent yourself all you want in college and no one cares because that's what it's for. Exactly. No, none of the crap from high school follows you into college. And that is a universal truth. 
trying to find my place here. Talking about Yamaha guitars. I'm going all the way to the bottom again. I mean, if it comes... Wyatt B, Workforce 520, Zach, regular driver, Will Downs. Something about a Nissan Pathfinder. Worst car reviewed. Answer that among Dale. It's a Nick question. Bad timing again. Go crown. And okay, there we are. Anyway, thank you. Very legal. Very cool. That was a very generous donation. Uh... P Bears, New Jersey, or P Bearers, P Bears, Nin Jazz 21. Thank you for your donation. Your in your interpretation of DCI touched my soul. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, and it's not really my joke. It's my buddy Tom's joke, the guy who does beer reviews. But yeah, SH Studio Shorts. Doesn't have a question. Just says, go crown. I don't know what that means. Is that Neither a Penn State I. thing? Uh, but I'm just assuming. Go Toyota crown. If so, I agree with you. Thank you. Eric Muller, thank you for your donation. I'm at work. Bad timing again. Eric, or maybe it's Eric Mueller. But here's some cash. For the record, last week I meant to say Kawasaki Contours discount Goldwing guy uh, at the uh, PA meet. Hope you enjoyed the maple syrup. Oh, you're the maple syrup guy. Yeah, I've been I've been putting your maple syrup on my oatmeal, <laughs> and it's been great. Like because <laughs> I get the plain oats in the big uh, side. The you know you see it at the grocery store on the bottom shelf, the silo of oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for eight dollars, it lasts three months. Amazing, but it tastes like it tastes like carpet fibers because <laughs> there's no sugar in it, and I'm like. I know sugar is bad. So yeah. I've sometimes I put raisins in it. Raisins make me fart. So sometimes I put Zante currants Ooh. in it, which is jazzes it up a little bit. It's a not quite bit, as yeah. juicy, but with your little thing of maple syrup, a little drizzle of maple syrup, like real maple syrup on oatmeal. Nice. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Thank you for your maple syrup. I think it's in my fridge right now, upside down, because I think there's one cat full of that stuff left. Great. Good. Would definitely buy some more next time we get into Vermont. And that's so, a yes. touristy thing to do, again, maple syrup when you're in Vermont. But um, I'm up to 25% on this thing. I don't have to have the battery in it anymore. Do you have the time to listen to me one? But all this and everything about us, I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me. It all keeps adding up. I think I'm cracking up. Am I just paranoid or I'm just stoned? What's that last word in that? I think it's I'm just stoned. That's all oh, what I okay. assumed. Um, That'd be a thing to play in like a yeah. roving marching band. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's this one like 
band, marching band called March 4th. They're yeah. at Music Fest. I've never gone to Music Fest, but I've seen videos. They look rowdy and they look fun. Damn. So if you know March 4th marching band, yeah. they're from Portland. And when you look at them, you're like, all right. So they each have their own costumes. They kind of look like a second, like a, a line band from New Orleans. Yeah. But they look fun. I want to be in something like that. Mm. Uh, okay, maple syrup. Uh, this is a question for Nick. And I think you addressed this before. I but... did. Um, but what's the status on Tale of the Dale? It's private. Um, that's only private for now because I'm working on a Tale of the Dale Redux RCR story because there were some things. Okay, the videos always bothered me even though people like every time I see people who like RCR in person, like that's always one of the first things they tell me. It's like, Oh, I love the tale of the Dale," And it's nice to hear that. But also there were like some things that I got wrong, like small things, but things that bothered me and like whatever like views or ad revenue that video was going to make, it already made it. So um, I just wanted to put that, on the side and try to find a way to redo it and to correct the things that I said wrong. Um, and also like just to clean up the language, because for me, it's not about the video being too like gross or about it being necessarily offensive. It's about how like for me personally, like some of the jokes don't land yeah. and I feel like some of the things that I say that were trying to be funny um, I wasn't really trying to be funny, but it comes across as if I'm trying to make a joke out of certain things when that's not really the case. And so it made me feel like really weird because when I went back and looked at that video, I'm like, this isn't really me. It doesn't sound like me. It doesn't sound like the type of thing I would write. It just had this aura of just weird um desperation and mm. so i wanted to just rewrite the thing and like like when i do that weird voice of like liz carmichael i'm like mm. and and it's tough because liz carmichael was an awful person well yeah and th but, but they described that that's what her voice sounded like it sounded like a uh like a deep like almost comical in some ways like dr girlfriend almost yeah and that's something where you know i just but it's not about being politically correct. Although like I had a talk with Dr. Um, Mrs. The monarch. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to be correct about it. Well, no, but I mean, like I have, you know, spoken to people who, you know, felt offended by the video and I understand it because in some ways it kind of uh, offends me, like as a writer that some of the things were as bad as they were. And now this isn't to say that I would go back and uh, like remove certain um, things from other videos. Like I don't like, this is a video that like I made 100% myself. So I feel like that's my call. I got you. And so I'm making that call and I want to redo it and do it better. And so basically what ends up happening is that like, I stand by the jokes that I make when I feel like, well, no, that's wrong. Um, I stand by the jokes that I make when I feel like I'm making them, but half the jokes in that were just things that I said that I didn't realize were wrong or not wrong, but like sounded stupid to say. 
it's weird. It's weird to be bothered by like your past work because in a lot of ways, your past work informs your present work. You know, it helps you realize and recognize um, what you need to do differently, how you can change. But that's part of what this is all about of we're just fundamentally different people now than we were maybe like five years ago. Like we're in different places mentally. And that doesn't mean we're going to go back and like erase our past. It yeah, just, we're not going to George Lucas our past. Yeah, it's just we're in extreme circumstances where I felt like that isn't representative of like the best of what I'm capable of. And it's recent enough that you can do it. It's recent enough that I can do it. Like, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal really at all. So I would rather um, just redo the video, do it in a way that like I can actually be proud of. And um, yeah. So uh, is what it is, but thank you for asking for the question or thank you about the question. And I also have been doing some more research and found some like really interesting, like side tidbits that I had no idea about when I did the research for the original article that uh -huh. really sort of opens it up and puts a different sort of uh -huh. um, timber on the story. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I want to have it out in October during the free week oh, okay. where I'll be in New York and you're going to like, be doing your thing yeah so um yeah that'll be the next rcr story so yeah spoiler it's that yeah <laughs> sh studio stewart said what was the absolute worst car you've ever reviewed any regrets uh the worst car to drive all right th there's a bunch of worsts maybe you're thinking the worst like unmodified car because all the worst cars have been unmodified cars the worst car is either going to be the Ford Fiesta that I drove that had serious uh, vacuum leaks Wait, problems. Fiesta or Festiva? Festiva. All thank right. you yeah, for correcting me. Festiva. And also the Defiance car because prop oh. cars are terrible. Yeah. And um, I, I remember when we got this question before, and I think we There's answered it before we had done the Festiva, the original answer was that first Subaru Brat. Brat, down in Bradenton, um, Florida. That should that not was, have been on the road. No, um, that was dangerous. But, I mean, I think... Interesting, but dangerous. Absolutely, yeah. And I think a lot of the times, like, the worst ones are the ones that are kind of you feel like you're in imminent danger when you're yeah. driving them like, and th this is not a safe machine i should not be in this car yeah um, um but that it's i don't know will, will the owner of the festiva is a really cool guy and um he showed me a picture of he did like a mazda conversion of that uh -oh. and i I I think I talked about this before on the podcast like a million episodes ago, but it was really interesting one. And I wish I had the photo to pull up now because it's in a weird way. It almost looks exactly the same, mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it shouldn't. It, I don't know. It does it still have the fake oil cooler in the front? Um, Good question. Mm. I don't think it does. I think as far as uh, uh, cars that are stock and as they existed, it might have been the Gremlin. I mean, you can <laughs> tell those AMC people, they didn't care at all. Um, Because th that car was pretty pretty piss poor, even though it was as good as it can be and it still sucked. Yeah. But I still, the gremlin, people still wave at you. And it, it's still kind of humorous to be in. Yeah. Um, Wookiee Automotive TV, again, thank you. Oh, yeah, I got to drive my Nissan Pathfinder on Charlotte Motor Speedway this week when I had a bus. Now wanting to do a 
shit box to really mob out there. Shit boxes are great. And the answer is Corolla. Just buy a Corolla from $800 from a Craigslist ad that said, si habla espanol. <laughs> and was that in poor taste? What? There's, maybe that's being near Reading. That's where the bargains are. Well, yeah. If you buy a really cheap car, it's going to be in Reading. Yeah. And the Craigslist ad is going to say, say si habla espanol. Yeah, which is not that far removed from being in the Toronto area and half the things are in French. Okay. It's just, that's I the thought, I thought I was out in my head. Cause I did that video game stream last night to just see how it goes. Cause people want to say, Hey, play some video games. Yeah. So I played some video games and it's really tough to play a video game and common com, do commentary yeah. as you're doing it. It's tough. Yeah. It's 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 like the Matt Farah thing of driving and being entertaining while you drive. It's yeah. not easy. No, I'm getting better at it. But video games, it's like, no, I'm just trying to figure out this video game as I play it. And I can easily understand how some of these Twitch streamers and things can accidentally make a bad joke because they're just trying to fill the void with yeah. words. It's um, who's the guy who did who did the um, audio or possibly still does uh the audio mixing for smoking tire. Cause I remember when we went, I think Not it was Zach Clapman, Chris, something Chris Hayes. All right. This was uh, one of the times that we went and did the smoking tire. And he said that, yeah, cause I had been worried about something that I said, or we had been where I don't remember exactly what, but he said just through sheer amount of times that you do a podcast, like the, odds of you saying something stupid go up and it just happens with anyone who has a podcast mm. and that if anyone's smart they just don't you know think much of it it just rolls off because they know you're trying to fill time not everybody has something amazing and clever and witty on the moment to say you know it's just you're trying to fill silence right. will downs thank you for your donation will 1998 Honda. Oh, you got pushed off the bottom of the screen. Will Downs, 1998 Honda. 1998 Honda Accord EX V6, the official car of, honestly, a discerning driver. Um, Because the Accord V6 is one of the best cars you can have, especially if it's in a manual. It's the official car of I want to go a little bit faster and I want to be invisible. I mean, they're just fantastic. But I guess if I had to make a joke about it, it's for it's for the person who's uh, it's for the person who's smart enough to get A's in college prep, but not smart enough to be in along with the Audis and Lexus in AP classes. But you're in college prep, which is really just regular these days. And so you can't raise your hand to every question. Otherwise, people call you a fag. Mm. Because I'm still thinking it's 1996 and people threw that word around a lot. Yeah, they really did, though. Like, and, really and, and now, did. like, that you is, you cannot yeah. know. You no. don't get to say that at all, like, these days. So the Honda Accord V6 is someone who's smart but trying to blend in with a regular curriculum. So they're not raising their hand a lot. Yeah regular driver with five dollars canadian says i throw money well thank you for throwing it to me instead of at the state lottery or the provincial lottery or whatever lottery there is in canada (laughs) thank you 
Thank you so much. You know, I didn't see a lot of advertisements even for, for lottery tickets. Was there lottery tickets in that Petro? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw ads for it because oh, okay. I remember distinctly thinking like, well, I mean, obviously I couldn't win it because I'm not a citizen, but right. how hilarious it would be if I just kind of like found a winning lottery <laughs> ticket on the ground or something. Um, but yeah, it's just a weird thing because it different. Yeah, I keep forgetting like not every state has the same logo as the Pennsylvania lottery. Pennsylvania like you go to New Jersey and it's like lottery. crossed fingers. Yeah. Is there something? We whore out uh, the uh, the groundhog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gus. Yeah. The second most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Hellman. Thank you for your donation. Mr. R, what is your favorite drum cadence? Well, the one I played in high school. You know, it's funny that you say that, uh, Zach. Because I was just on the elliptical machine like four hours ago. No way. I go down in the middle of the day because I want to get a bench in the weight room because mm. I'm really trying to put in like weights in every workout. Yeah. And if I go after work, that's when it gets busy. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so I was on the elliptical machine, I think at like 1 p.m. or something like that. And I was listening. I just typed in drum cadence. Huh. And I was listening to different drum cases from different drum cadences from different universities. Ooh. Penn State Blue Band is very good. And I think, uh, what else did I listen to? I could go into my YouTube history. I mean, all drum cases or drum cadences are kind of the same. It's just boom, boom, jackum, boom, 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 jackum, boom, 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 boom. And it's always funk. It's always a funk rhythm. It's like, dun, 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 dun. And that's another thing. Like you can't be a drummer and not be able to do that 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 scat thing. Because not only is it a thing that you do when you're trying to do what I'm doing right now, it's the instructors do it because you're talking the sheet music. You <laughs> have to actually say, no, it's not. It's. But you do different voices for the different instruments. It's like Vanilla I, Ice I trying man. to distinguish how Ice Ice Baby yeah. is different from Under Pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, where was I? Zach Heilman. Zach about, uh, Heilman. About your favorite drum cadence. Maybe yeah, I don't. I, I don't have one. Sorry, Zach. But thank you for your donation. Workforce five twenty says favorite planet. Um. Um. Coruscant. Nice. <laughs> that's a good answer. I would always. I would love Kashyyyk. There you Ooh, go. Very mountain. Uh, very uh, forested thicket. Mon Can? Is it Mon Kai? Mon Calamari planet. Oh. Mon. I mean, it's really lazy. Like, the name of the planet is also the name of the people. People, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in an intergalactic sense, we're Earthlings. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of a... But most of the humanoid creatures are from Corellia. In yeah. Star Wars universe. Because there is no Earth. Yeah. And I always find it weird that in Star Wars, you kind of have this um, minimization of uh, uh, planets in a way that like, okay, 
in reality, Naboo is probably just like a country or a state, but for some reason it represents the entire planet. Yeah. You know, like you're going to this place and it's just this relatively small place that's representative of the entire planet. And I don't really get it, but I mean, it's for speed of um, or ease of reference, I suppose, because if you really want to get into like Coruscant have having countries or, you know, yeah. friggin', um Oh, let's go through all the countries in K-Pax. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's like, and, and and that's another fault of the of the Asimov book in that there's a bunch of planets in this world and there's like 50 inhabitable worlds at this point of wherever history is yeah including earth but like uh Sorelian and Auroran are like the last the last the audiobook I read last were like mm. the two planets they were talking about but again it's like that Seinfeld joke. The whole planet's on the same page. Yeah. 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 Shikasta is a pretty great planet when we're not destroying each other. <laughs> Wyatt B said, I'd sign up for your band. Cornet, baritone, or tuba. Excellent. You're in. <laughs> the thing about if I if I like start a band, I don't want to be the leader because I'm not a director and I don't know music. Someone else has to be the band leader and I'll just be on drums. But thank you. Cor and I know the difference between a cornet. Did I say cornet? Cornet and, and a baritone and a tuba. Baritone. <laughs> Barry Sax. Wreck. Hello, Wreck. I guess my follow-up question is, what is a decent resource to learn chords on your own or otherwise? I don't know. Notes. What are I, notes? I wish I could answer this, but honestly, I looked on like a sheet of chords online back in like 2012 and i literally would not recommend doing it the way that i did it i would recommend actually getting proper lessons because maybe they'll be able to knock those bad habits out of you and maybe you'll actually learn how to properly tune a guitar so that it's consistently in tune and that you're not beating it out of tune all the time because you never really learn how to play properly and you only know like three strum patterns so yeah my recommendation is to actually look up a reputable music teacher a guitar teacher you know um if you can find someone in your personal life to recommend somebody that's even better but i think it's important to have someone to guide you um, and not just, well, I mean, I don't know the reputability of online courses, but I think there's something to be said for having someone there in person to be like, okay, your fingers know you're not placing them correctly. You know, people will look at YouTube videos and try to replicate the thing, but you there, that person is not looking at you, <laughs> you know, it's just you. a video. So, um, Oh, and to Gil, no, I don't play harmonica, although I wish I did. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Nick Slauka, would you ever itch your back on the corner of the wall? I literally did that the other day and was doing it multiple times in Toronto because <laughs> the bugs freaking loved me there. Oh, dude, the mosquitoes, that was a thing. That really was. Angry Clown 1990 again. Thank you for your generous donations tonight. The best of us I ever got about fitness was to find an activity you enjoy that is physical. That is good advice. That way, working out to improve said activity will feel less like a grind and just become a component of something you like to do. Well, yeah, I will always do leg. I was always do leg stuff because I like skiing. 
skiing is all thighs. It's all this right here. So I got to keep these good so I can keep skiing because I like speed. There's nothing quite like going 50 miles an hour <laughs> on your feet. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm going to Copper Mountain this winter. It's going to be great. That's going to be. See, my goal with uh, RCR, like moving forward, like some other YouTubers said, you know, what's your goal? You got to have a goal going forward. And my goal is. Oh, something broke. <laughs> no, it was that. just the, the other cord that you tried to plug into the guitar uh, falling off the futon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That my goal for RCR is I would like to be able, I'd like to channel to get to the point where it's, and I know it's considered not cool to talk about money, but I'd like to get to the channel to the point where I can take a week off every month and do something not car. Yeah. Even if it's hiking or, or have the money to take a short flight somewhere. Um, that's not to say that I'm asking Nick to crank out a video every month. I mean, could if it be. came down to it, I could do that. Like, yeah. it takes me like three days to make one of my Roman reviews. The problem is, is that like, I'm still in the early phases of doing them. So naturally they're not as good as like a review that we write together. Right. You know, so it's that type of thing. Um, because I hear from other YouTubers that burnout is real. Yeah, absolutely. As with all things. So... And I think even if we took a week off and there was nothing there that Monday, I think people would understand. Yeah. It's like, look, we're playing the long game here. We want to outlast other channels. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of um, channels where I think fan bases are very understanding because they understand, like Frederick Knutson, for example. Yeah. Like, they know that there's going to be a few months between videos, and that's fine because they're invested in the quality that they get mm -hmm. so that if we went a Monday and for whatever reason, there wasn't anything there, people would be thrown by it because they're used to the consistency. But I think mm -hmm. if we sort of explain beforehand of like, Hey, there's not going to be anything this week. Could you, I mean, we're just like noping right out of this. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And I think people would be okay with it. Or if it was just some uh, sort of um, random quick video, that's just like a point of view or something. William here says uh, your Pontiac documentary uh, slapped so no hard. hard. Do more uh, of that. Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, by will. the way, that's like the third most profitable video <laughs> of last month. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. I'm so happy. And, that it's, people... and it's still on for this month. Like it still shows up in like the top 10. Nice. For this month. I'm happy about that. Mm. Um, Jer Jeremy Rainey uh, says, oh, that's the uh, Audi. Okay, that was the thing Nothing about Nothing if loves to hear more than profit. Biofall says, would you review my 2012 Audi A6? It's got a brown interior. Um, Regularcarreviews at gmail.com. Your make model city-state in the title of the email and in the body of the email, put your phone number plus area code as well as a photo of the car. And after that, you can write any sort of thing you would like to write about the car. 
I read all of my emails, but I don't respond to all of them. But I do save all my emails. The most important thing is that you have the name of the car and the city and state where you're in. So when we, pl when we plan trips to other places throughout the country and international, we can find you. Thank you. And thank you for your donation. Now I am into the smooth jazz 88.5 FM, and I will be answering the next question in this context. And as is the case with these things, the next, the next question is a Roman question. My favorite song Roman has ever done is The Conquest. Parroting You're Always a Woman to Me by Billy Joel, I believe. How do you feel about harmonizing with yourself? Oh, did my voice just crack there? Um, I actually was on Instagram uh, and did a video of like, all right, this is how I harmonize with myself. And then it came out like terribly, but then I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I like heart. Like I love doing it. And if I could do it every week for RCR videos, I would, because the whole idea is that I'm creating a sort of um, barbershop quartet with myself. And uh. that interests me. People are like, Oh, one man boy band. I'm like, no, just, you know, I'm like being, um, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, guys from bioshock infinite who do uh god only knows like yeah. that barbershop quartet and i just love that and it gives um me other avenues of being able to um uh perform music that sort of skirts around my limitations because if it's just my voice and guitar you know i guess after a while i kind of get bored with it but if I can uh, like layer my voices in there, like that's another dimension. Maybe people don't notice that there's no percussion. <laughs> you know, it's uh, like my album. Uh, there isn't really percussion, except I think in um, the the only one is the are, are like the pre-produced tracks where like it's me. I had a song that I had written, and the producer gave me a track that was kind of like the song that I had written and then I would sing over it and it's more of like a poppy type thing. But um, everything else that I had like just performed myself didn't have percussion except a bridge too far where I'm just tapping on my guitar and it's just the first part and the end. And then everything else is just whatever because I'm trying to sort of work around limitations and that's all it is. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's it. a good way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've reached the end of the super chats for this evening. It is almost 9 p.m. We've been going at this for uh, over two hours. And aside from the beginning, we've had no network dropouts, which is a first for regular car reviews. Some posts have been asking that I read the weather again, and that is definitely something to do. And in the words of Nick, a very autumnal thing to do as the weather changes and we spend more time outside. We feel the crunch of the falling leaves under our feet. Anyway, I did, as far as travel plans, oh, sorry. Oh, no, ahead. no, no. I was just going to say um, that uh, I did have some rapid fire regular chat questions. There's okay. only four of them. So, certainly. Really fast. Um, will you ever review more pre 1970s cars? Asks Hardy Hat. 
Yes, more pre-1970s cars are coming. We already have one filmed, and uh, uh, we will be writing that review. It is on the schedule. Not sure when. It is coming sooner rather than later. It is from the early 60s. I don't want to give too much away, but it is a rather large car. Mm. Next one is from Solidus. Have you ever have you ever driven the 2019 Miata with more power? Thoughts? I just bought one. Please validate my purchase. I have not. Uh, the latest Miata I have driven was one of the first productions of the ND model range. I found it very zippy and very befitting of the name Miata. Good looking as well. I have not driven one with the hard top. I am interested to drive the one that is the full hard top or the Miata Coupe. I have yet to drive a turbo Miata. Although I did drive one with an LS swap, I found it uncontrollable. Mr. Epicface97 asks, how do you guys feel about British sports cars? I learned to drive manual transmission in the 90s on a 1975 MGB. I enjoy British roadsters and British sports cars very much. I would not want to own one, sorry, but every time I am offered a ride in one, I always accept. 2019 Hyundai Veloster N Performance Blue says, so I'm getting an Audi TT convertible as my first car for $1,000 to $2,000. I'll bet you shave your pubes. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about this, but I am very grateful. It's a fun car, but I am concerned over reliability. Any things to consider? You're going to have to look at the forums to find out what a, uh, mechanical issues are going to befall you. There definitely will be some, as it is a Volkswagen product, but you will be very fashionable. And remember to shave your pubes. <laughs> I wish I shaved my pubes. Like, like that, that, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's like sweaty balls um, with the NPR voice. And last but not least, what you drinking, Mr. Regular? I am drinking a beer that I got from a fan from the RCR Car Meet. It's the last one. Susquehanna Brewing Company. Hopel Lecturator. Hopsel oh, Hopcelerator. It has a picture of a car on it. It is an IPA. Its percentage is 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 dark side not listed but it was very tasty mm. so susquehanna brewing company one of their ipas and um i do believe that's it unless yes, that's a show um, yeah so we will be wait why am i talking quietly um upcoming events uh for me Although I will be in Austin, Texas in the first weekend of October, but I will not be having a meet. It is very difficult for me to do a public event when I'm just by myself. Uh, the imposter syndrome and the introversion runs rampant. I always need Nick there with me, even if he's not in the immediate era. <clears throat> knowing that he's there is always a big help. Um, I do want to go to scottsdale arizona in the in march 
of 2021. Is it? 2020. 2020? Yes. And to escape the brutal winter. However, that trip may not be going to Scottsdale, Arizona, because the Barrett-Jackson car auction, which I want to see for my first time, I want to see what people look like who pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for old Americana. I mean, I want to go to one of those car auctions to people watch. That is my goal. Mm. I want to see, I want to be in in Nick's love of going to malls around Christmas. I want to go to a car auction, a collector car auction where there is a lot of commerce around. I can be around it, but not in it. Mm. Now, the Barrett Jackson car auction often goes to Las Vegas. So we may be going to Las Vegas mm. instead of. Scottsdale, Arizona. Shout out to um, uh, Tony Airlines, who was in the chat before. He is in Las Vegas right now. He's posted from Instagram. He was doing his, I get to fly for free because I'm a pilot, catching a uh, a hitching ride with his wife. Uh, that's a thing when you're a crew member. It's you plus one. Ooh. You can just, where there's open seats, you get to fly. Nice. So they're in Vegas right now, just having a weekend in Vegas. It's the way to live. Yeah. Um, he did say he was going to the Pawn Stars place. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe because like, like we've written for television. Yeah. We, we were doing our thing in Toronto. The idea of visiting film sets or like places where something was filmed. It's not a thing, really. Well, I mean, I've been places where things were filmed, and it's just kind of, it's a place. Yeah. Now, I can understand if this is coupled along with meeting people who you, whom you admire. Yeah. Um. No, I think it's who you admire, possibly. If it's more than one person. I'm not sure, being grammatical. But for the most part, like, it doesn't really excite me. Unless it were something where I'm, like, seeing it through the eyes of my nephew of, like, hey... We're at like Avengers Tower, which is really just like a studio and a bunch of green screen. Yeah, you know, it's like that type of thing. Right. But it is what it is. Ah, I got to stop saying that. But I when I was in college, we all drove out to Leonardo, New Jersey to go to the quick stop. That's a real store from the movie Clerks. We did that. We went in like this is a dingy bodega. Pretty this much. legitimately sucks. And I'm like, huh. But at the same time, it's exactly what I thought it would be like. And the movie, it's a shitty convenience store. Yeah. And a shitty video rental place right next to it. That's what it is. Um, so. But. Like film locations from stuff from movies and TV shows. It's going to go either, oh, this is really just some business. It's not anything. Um, or there was the time uh, my buddies and I uh, went to Boston from New Year's and we went to Cheers, ah. the real Cheers. And they have all their eggs on that show in there. <laughs> but the thing is, like, you go to Cheers there. You can walk down the steps and there is the bar. Down there, it's a real place. It's half the size of what it is in in the show. In the show, it's like a circular bar. Yeah. In, in the the real Cheers is just like a half bar. It's really cramped and tiny in there. Now the rest of the building 
I mean, they clearly bought the entire building and there's there's a bar on every floor yeah. and Cheers memorabilia everywhere. It was super packed. So mm. like, all right, tons of people taking pictures. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay. Um, but at the same time, I do get it going to visit the real place that was on fill in the blank show. Yeah. I, and I admit it when Pawn Stars came out, I really liked it as well. Yeah. Um, the problem is with those types of shows is when you find out how the sausage is made, you know, it's yeah. kind of, you learn too much about it and it sort of strips away your ability to sort of enjoy it. And I understand all reality television is overproduced and overly manufactured drama, but I don't know. It's just, there's a point where you can no longer willingly suspend disbelief. And I think that's where you end up being out on a show. So, yeah, I don't know. It's rough. Maybe, maybe it's my whole feeling of, Hey, he's going to go to the pawn stars pawn shop. Maybe it's the belief that when people meet me, I know they're going to be disappointed. So I'm projecting that onto other things. I don't know. I talk about this in the diary that I hope to have up tomorrow, but mm, okay. it's um, how relatively respectful people have been because, and this isn't a video necessarily about RCR means I'm just using footage from it, but it's also the idea that at any car meet, you can get away with not having to talk because people uh. will be chatty about their cars. And this is kind of one of those different types of things that you can do if you need to sort of do something on a Saturday or sort of get out and just socialize or rekindle your love of cars. And it's taking into consideration that not all car meets are great and not all car enthusiasts are great, but that that's true of any community. I see. You know, so that's why I'm kind of titling it like a sentimental defense of karmics ah. because that's mostly what it is. It's coming from a place of sentimentality. So yeah, it's an RCR diary, but also it's like a video essay about karmics. I see. Yeah. That and I want to show the awards ceremony from the karmic oh. in there so that people can kind of see actually no they don't get to see what actually the cars that actually won they just uh, hear it announced that uh, these are the okay. cars that won and kind of see what it's like to be live so you get the vicarious experience it's oh, nice okay it's like a 37 minute video already so it's nice. whatever um but yes i think that's a wrap i think that's a wrap cake cake from state farm just oh says, we cash, got one cash yeah. grass or jet a no one flies for free <laughs> true that true that and also shout out to Gears and Gasoline. I've been wearing your shirt the entire time. And I think they just crossed uh or wait, no, I'm thinking of straight pipes that I think just went uh six hundred K. Six hundred yeah. yeah. So congratulations, uh, congratulations to those guys. Uh, good guys. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for joining us for the RCR podcast. Uh hope to see you next time. This is going straight up to the places where you normally download our podcast, whether it's Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Shout Engine, iTunes, everything but Spotify because they don't work with RSS feed, yeah. whatever. Thank you so much for joining us for the RCR podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Take care.
Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, we out. Hey, I left the stream running. How about that? Uh, Tony Airlines say they're still live. Yeah, we're still live. Oh. And now Wonderwall. All right. And in the stream now. Bye.